ஓம் ஸ்ரீ சாய்ராம் கொஸ்டின் அண்ட் ஆன்சர் செஷன் வெல்கம்ஸ் யூ தேங்க்யூ வெரி மச் ஃபார் யுவர் டைம் த கிளைமேட் இஸ் குவைட் கூல் வித் மான்சூன்ஸ் வில் ஹேவ் எ கிரேட் டைம் டு ஃபாலோ வெல் த கொஸ்டன் இஸ் ஆன் செக்யூரிட்டி Security is a problem in everybody's life at every stage. We feel insecure for every reason, for every reason. We want a kind of protection. As children, the security is given by our parents. As adults, we feel security. in our family relationships security in terms of living having settled in a job security is all that that we know and we want that security we don't want, we don't want to lose our job in any case the life should not be in stake at any point of time so our constant struggle is to be safe and secure let me share just a few ideas on this why why we want to be secure we want to be all the more independent meaning we want to be independent and yet have security but the secret is this the more you are independent the more you are surrendered because to survive independently we need to surrender to god to the divine these things will come to know with experience and exposure or else living in security for a long time we take things for granted these things their value have got to be realized by just moving out now and then and we start enjoying security the feeling of security but what is security let us try to know what is security do you think having all luxuries in life so or even all the needs of life like car a bungalow a job big balance are the Uh, are they the cause for your security can they guarantee security anyway no all these facilities give you only comfort but not security no let us understand the between comfort and security comforts by these things the car job bank balance etc and a comfort is not a sign of security 
because comforts can be taken back at any time. When once a big official retires, he has to surrender his, surrender his car, big bungalow, paraphernalia, and all the attendants who attended on him till the day of retirement. So what is the alternative now? What is the best way? The best way is, the best way is certainly enjoy security. Enjoy security. By start enjoying insecurity. You enjoy insecurity also. Then there is security. It's the only way. And well, the question may arise, how can you have uh, this in feeling of uh, enjoyment in security while desiring security? Security and insecurity are just opposite. But let us understand the life is a paradox. Truth is a paradox. So let us love insecurity. When we start loving insecurity, the insecurity disappears. When once it disappears, there's no worry and no anxiety. All the more, you get thrilled because what wonders tomorrow is going to bring. What fantastic things that you are going to have tomorrow. So this kind of excitement and thrill will remain with you. So instead of worrying about the insecurity, love the insecurity. Start enjoying insecurity. Then insecurity disappears. Not by worry and anxiety in any way. Then I pass on to the next question. What is maturity? What is maturity? What are the signs of maturity? I'll try to give it as simply as possible. When you are alert, you are mature. When you are not alert, you are immature. When you own your own responsibility, it is maturity. But when you want to throw all your responsibilities on the shoulders of someone else, it is immaturity. To take life into one's own hands is maturity. That's what is called a, a life that is fully ripe. Maturity means little awakening of our consciousness. That is maturity. To live in dormancy or lie, lie dormant for long is immaturity. This 
is the difference between maturity and immaturity. Immaturity will make you happy with all external things, objective world, materialistic world. Maturity lies in finding bliss in the spiritual field. Immaturity is uh, more to move outward. Maturity is to go within or inward. Immaturity loves division, variety, plurality, multiplicity. But maturity is to experience oneness, unity. That's what maturity is. Thank you very much. Now I take up the next question. Why are we at times feel like frustrated? Why are we frustrated? Why are we depressed? Why some go to the extreme of committing suicide? Why? That is the question given. Let me just share with you my own viewpoint. When you feel asleep without any awareness, you are sure to be depressed sometime or other. Next thing is, we always do something to uh, please others or we always do all the things to make an impression, to be famous, to be prestigious, to be known. Therefore, our life seems to be most mostly other-oriented because you depend on other people, what they think of me, what is my position. You are doing something for other people. This is suicidal temperament. Yes. Take for example, a big hall with nobody inside, with nobody inside. Bring a very famous actor. Ask him to act on the stage. He cannot because actor needs audience. Without audience, performance is impossible. He just remains as an actor, that's all. Whole life requires somebody, something to provide, uh, something to prove to people, yes, to prove to people that I am somebody. Or a well-known orator, take him to the beach and ask him to speak. He is not prepared. He cannot because he needs huge audience to listen to him, clap and appreciate him. But the most importantly, when you listen to your own being 
as if you were alone in the world. That is a spiritual life, which will, which gives no place for any depression or frustration. Rather, I would put it again this way: you lead the life as if you are alone. When you are alone, you will be able to listen to your own being. In other words, introspection. In other words, inward journey. In other words, self-inquiry. That is possible. But we have no time for these try for these attempts, for these types of sadhana. Why? Because we are always other-oriented. We always want others to endorse, to acknowledge, to approve, to praise. That is the pity. That is responsible for all these psychological disturbances. I want to prove something to this world. What do you want to prove something to this world? What is that the world does not know? Are you the first one to start anything new? No. Listen to your own being. Most important, feeling that you are all alone. Let us have a few examples now. A river is flowing, whether one observes or not, whether enjoys, whether one enjoys at its sight or not, whether one desires to have a bath or not. The river flows, unmindful of others. Take for example, sun. Sun goes on shining with all his brilliance. He is not bothered. Whether one cares for him, one looks at him, one thanks him or not, one recognizes him or not, he is not at all bothered and concerned. River flows unconcerned. Sun goes on shining unnoticed. Take for example, ocean. The ocean is like which is the cause for all the rains, which is which gives birth to, to many of the rivers. Just stands, remains like that. With all its dignity, it is not bothered. Whether one goes to the beach for a sun bath, the uh, ocean is not concerned. Take, for example, flowers. Flower blossoms with all its beauty. Wonderful flower. Yes, it doesn't care whether you notice or not. Birds go on singing. Birds in the early hours of the morning. No matter you listen to that music or not. Therefore, what you do alone matters much. That is perfectly all right. Never depend on others. Those that depend on others want appreciation certificates. No. Be in constant remembrance that you are not doing 
that you are not doing for others and that you are doing your own thing. You are doing, on the other hand, you are doing something else, something which is expected of you. Therefore, this kind of suicidal attitude, frustration, depression, all this come in picture when we are always mindful of others, what they think about you. How to mold your life in accordance to the norms of life, in accordance to the expectations of others. Please ponder over these things and decide to live for your own self, according to your own map, according to your own plan. Thank you very much. Then I have a very short question. What is the difference between a feeling and a thought? What is a feeling? What is a thought? Question is quite small and we all know that. A feeling is a total thing, total, complete thing. A thought is a head thing. Thoughts arise in our head. Thoughts flows. One after another. No thought is total. And not only that, this, this thought is confined to the head only. Whereas a feeling surrounds me. A feeling encompasses me, surrounds me, envelops me and feeling goes deep, deep into the blood and to my breathing process also. I start breathing with that feeling. My blood circulates with that feeling. A feeling goes deep into our life. For example, in the presence of Swami, we develop beautiful feelings, wonderful feelings, excellent feelings. Have his darshan, enjoy conversing with him. Feel blissful by touching his lotus feet. We return and then we remember those sweet moments. When those Sweet moments are remembered. It is no longer a thought. Now, it becomes the feeling. A thought remembered, recapitulated. Or, I would rather say put it this exactly, a feeling remembered, recapitulated again and again turns into a thought. A feeling turns into a thought by memory. So, as I said, thought belongs to the head, arises from the head, while feeling is total. Feeling, as I said, that, that affects the whole uh, body system. There's no doubt about it. And again, thought is either the past or future. That's all. I may think of the past. 
I may think of the future. This is the thought process, the dynamics of thought, either past or future. But feeling is always of the present, of the present. And thoughts may compare and compete, but feeling knows no comparison. And a feeling has no planning at all. So these are little differences between a thought and a feeling. Be a feeling being. Be a feeling being. Not simply of thought. Thank you very much. Then I pass on to the next question. We are used to give letters to Swami. Swami is so merciful to collect these letters from us. We are very much pleased and blessed. How to look at this particular aspect, particular dimension in our lives when we derive immense gratification by giving letters to Swami? What does it imply? Here let me tell you, by the time your letter reaches the Swami, you are already helped. Further, I would also say with proof, when you start writing a letter, the contents are very well known to him, noticed by him. Sri Rama Brahmam of Vrindavan, Bangalore, told me many times, even when you start writing letter to Swami, he comes to know all the contents. And further he says, when the thought arises, to put it black and white, he will come to know that. So letters submitted reflect more or less your own satisfaction, that's all. Swami does not need a letter, no. Because he knows as when they are being written. Without opening the letter, he will tell you what is all written there. There's one great man, belonged to East Godavari, Rajamundri. A very great philanthropist, a great devotee of Bhagwan. He wrote a letter, kept it in his pocket. He was given an interview and Swami was talking to him. In the process, his name is Taniru Bullaya. In the process, that man forgot to collect the letter from his pocket and hand over to Bhagwan. The interview is almost coming to a close. Then Swami asked him, Bullaya, why don't you give me that letter? It is still remaining in your pocket. Then Sasari Swami, he was about to pick it up. Then Swami said, you wrote so many questions, but you did not write that problem, your physical problem, knee joints pain. You have got knee joints pain, you have not written. Though you have not written, I know that. Before the gentleman took out the letter out of his pocket and started reading out, Swami started answering all the questions before they are read out 
openly. It is enough of proof to say that a letter is be all and end all. No. And to be um, frank enough, all of you would agree with me. Before we ask a question, it is answered. Many people coming out of out of Prashantanilayam, having heard Swami's discourse, they say, all my doubts are clarified. All my questions are answered. You have not asked him individually. He has not given you, has not given you any answer. Indi individually, no. But many people say their questions are answered. That is his divinity. And then, actually speaking, 90% of letters are momentary. They are very silly and simple. By the time we write them, we will find all those things mentioned in the letter are irrelevant, not necessary. And 90% of problems that people write on papers, one need not be worried at all. They, because they move on their own with the passage of time. Something like they are just casual visitors. Visitors come and go like this. What are problems that we write are like casual visitors. They come and go. So what we are supposed to do is to see, watch and wait. That's what we are supposed to do. Supposing when you write a letter to your lover, the lover starts feeling so bad, meaning your burden is shifted to your beloved. Then that becomes his problem. Therefore, it is not just there's nothing to bother about it for long about these letters, contents, and the problems written over there. And sometimes you also feel I would I should not have written that letter at all. Why? Because you yourself will notice after some time they are very simple and so silly. And if you don't write, you are at an advantageous position. More than those who write frequently or continuously. No. More patient you are, the more you will be helped. The more silent you are, you will be helped more. After all, we make a mountain out of a mole. This is nothing but the ego. Because when I give the letter, all begin to see me, Swami picking up that letter. Ah, then I have satisfaction. Oh, people here, look, I am here. It means I need to be recognized. My presence will be felt. This is nothing but ego. Actually speaking, those who keep silent, those who remain anonymous or hidden, and those whose presence is not felt, will be, will be benefited most by Swami will be benefited most 
by Swami when we remain silent, unnoticed, without the, without our presence being felt. That is the in-depth knowledge and experience with regard to uh, these letters and the contents. Thank you very much. Sairam, we'll meet again.